حضور صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے اخلاق مبارک ایک شخص آیا آپ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے فرمایا جو آ رہا ہے پورے خاندان کا سب سے برا آدمی ہے So as he was still coming in, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw him. So whoever was there, Aisha was there, he said to her that this is a very, very uh, poor character person from his entire family, from his entire people. This is the worst person out of them. Now, this was a negative aspect mentioned about the person. So ghibat, there are various different situations, some of it will fall in the category of ghibat and some not. Here this was a necessary situation, the explanation that is given here is that this person, there was very much a likelihood that there might have been some dealing with him in future and if they were not acquainted with the reality here it would lead to harm in dealing with the person so therefore on that note and to that extent it was necessary to highlight that this is the position here but without need and the need being to run somebody down that would become ghibad so in any case Nabi Wasallam mentioned this first that was just before the person walked in in between Hazrat said یہ بہت اہم بات بتا رہا ہو یہ بھی دیکھو کہ اس وقت اللہ تعالیٰ کیا مضمون عطا فرما رہے ہیں دنیاوی بارش کا تو موسم ہوتا ہے لیکن اللہ تعالیٰ کی رحمت کا کوئی موسم نہیں جب چاہے برسا دے سو ان بٹوین حضرت ٹو جس میک ایوری بڈی الرٹ اینڈ ہیئر کیئرفلی وٹ از سینگ سینگ سم تھنگ آلسو جس کنسڈر وٹ اللہ تعالیٰ از ناؤ بلیسنگ می ود وٹ کائنڈ آف subject matter he is enabling me to say Allah Ta'ala's reign of Rahmat doesn't have any specific season whenever Allah wills he shows down that reign so now there's some special reign of Rahmat that is coming in the form of this mazmoon and the subject that Allah Ta'ala is enabling to be spoken about اس وقت اس کا حکم بتا رہا ہو کہ اگر دل میں بیوی کی محبت نہ ہو تب بھی محبت کا اظہار کرو جس کے آپ کو سرور عالم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے عمل سے دلیل بھی مل جائے گی اینڈ آن دس تو اینی کیس تو اس شخص کے بارے میں آپ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے فرمایا کہ عائشہ یہ جو شخص آ رہا ہے یہ اپنے خاندان کا بدترین انسان ہے بی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سے عائشہ رضی اللہ عنہ دس پرسن کمنگ از دا ورسٹ پرسن آف ہیز کلین آف ہیز فیملی 
اس کے اخلاق اچھے نہیں ہیں مگر جب وہ قریب آیا تو آپ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے فرمایا کہ آئے یعنی شاباشی دی کہ آؤ بھائی آؤ بیٹھو ان کو کچھ کھلاؤ پلاؤ آپ اس سے اچھے اخلاق سے پیش آئے جب وہ چلا گیا تو حضرت عائشہ صدیق رضی اللہ تعالیٰ نے پوچھا کہ ابھی تو آپ فرما رہے تھے کہ اپنے خاندان اور قبیلے کا سب سے برا آدمی ہے لیکن آپ نے تو ایسا استقبال فرمایا اور خوب اکرام فرمایا یہ کیا معاملہ ہے cold manner maybe dealt with maybe by even sending away not entertaining him at all but this was a opposite of what was expected so aap sallallahu alaihi wasallam ne farmaya ke main allah taala ke bandon ke sath mudarat ke liye paida kiya gaya hu aur mudarat sikhane ke liye paida kiya gaya hu ke logo ke sath acche akhlaq se pesh aao wo istu bi mudaratin nas میں مبعوث کیا گیا ہوں اچھے اخلاق سے پیش آنے کے لیے مدارات اٹ از بزل دنیا لدین ان ادر ورڈ پرسن از گونگ سم دنیا دیٹ دنیا مائی بی ایون ان اے فارم آف سم گڈ اپروچ گڈ ٹریٹمنٹ بٹ فار دا نیکسٹ پرسن دینی بینیفٹ سو ہی از دینی بینیفٹ or even if he's not directly deeny benefit but for the next person's benefit the person is sacrificing some dunya now for example he's giving somebody a gift but that gift is not necessarily for the purpose of because he is feeling that inclination to give out of that muhabbat he is more inclined to do it that it will bring this person closer to the right path now a child has become a little uh, off the track whatever or the parent is seeing that okay 
just try to get him closer in some other way. So now the reprimand didn't seem to work, so after a while now he's enticing him with some gift. But that gift is Bazlut Dunya for that person's deen. So now that's Mudarat. And Mudahanat is Bazlut Deen Lidunyan Nas. A person is compromising in deen to extract some dunya from somebody. That dunya might be even the person's respect. So to try and gain somebody's respect, he is compromising on some deen. That is obviously completely impermissible and warnings have been sounded against that in the Hadith Sharif. So that explains this incident and he then says, Ab isme kya fayda hai? کہ دل تو نہیں چاہتا مگر زبان سے کہتا ہے کہ آئے بیٹھے اس میں دو فائدے ہیں so explain that when this person came obviously the heart would not be inclined to deal with him in a very positive manner because of the type of person he is but despite that <coughs> he's being called in that manner he's being uh, welcomed etc what's the benefit in this so there's two benefits ایک یہ کہ آپ اس کے شر سے بچے رہیں گے آپ کے دشمن نہیں بڑھیں گے ون بینیفٹ از دیٹ یو اسٹے سیف فرام ہز ہارم ون ایڈیشنل اینیمی وون گیٹ ناؤ کریٹڈ سو یو دیٹ پرسن از دیٹ کائنڈ آف پرسن اینڈ یو ڈیل ود ہم نیگیٹولی ہی از گوئنگ ٹو دین ناؤ اسٹارٹ ریئیکٹنگ And his reaction will be the kind of person he is, that kind of reaction. So by dealing with him in that positive manner, you save yourself from that. So that too is a requirement to save yourself from this kind of unnecessary issues. So for that purpose you dealt with him positively to stay away from his shar. That is fine, that is in place. He will not be able to stand up. He will understand that he is not He won't start troubling you because he will understand from your treatment that you don't have anything against him. You just probably are neutral, you've got nothing against him. So that will be a very big benefit and for that benefit this kind of treatment can be adopted and should be adopted. Sahabai Kiram, Radhi Aram, Radhi Aram, Radhi Allah, Radhi Allah, when someone was born from a tree, they were born from a tree. کہ آہ یہ برکت والے لوگ ہمیں چھوڑ کر جا رہے ہیں لہذا اس طرح رہو کہ کافر بھی آپ کی جدائی سے روئے صحابہ that these very blessed people are now going away. So it says that therefore live in such a way that even if when you leave from somewhere, even the disbelievers also end up crying. Out of the, what akhlaq you showed them, how you lived with them. Number two, dousra faida ye hai, ke wo islam aur hidayat se qareeb ho jayega. The other benefit of this kind of treatment, that despite a person being person of poor character, person of ill conduct, but you dealt with him in a positive way, he'll become closer towards Islam. He'll become closer towards Hidayat. When you tell the truth of the religion, you'll hear it. If you now advise something about the religion, 
the least is that he will listen to it. Even if he doesn't end up accepting it, even if he doesn't end up practicing on something that you're advising, but because of the good manner in which he was treated, the least is he'll quietly listen. He won't uh, reject it. He won't refuse to listen. He'll 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 listen. That's the least he'll do. So that, so that, so that, so that too is a very great step forward. لیکن اگر آپ نے اس کو کہا کہ نالائق اللو کہی کا بدتمیز تو خاندان کا سب سے برا آدمی ہے تو کبھی ہدایت قبول کرے گا but if he was now rebuked and told you are the worst person around etc would he ever come and accept any advice thereafter Hazrat adds one point بعض لوگ دھاری منڈانے والے کو برا بھلا کہتے ہیں some people they rebuke rebuke and criticize people who are clean shaven so to shave the beards off is a major sin in that four actions which Hazrat presented in his tail end of life as the khulasa of his experience over the decades almost 80 years of experience that if a person puts this in place then inshallah everything else is fine for him he'll work out easy He'll be able to get going. One of those things is the beard. So Hazrat used to emphasize it so much. And as mentioned previously on some occasions, that when this kitab was initially just uh, compiled, this was perhaps around Alam, but in the maybe around 2005 or 2006 somewhere around that time. So it was towards past away in 2013. So not long before he passed away. So that initial time when that just got compiled, the khulasa of that in every majlis, somebody in the end of the majlis has a mirsa or someone, in five minutes, seven minutes, he'll make them stand up and give the khulasa of their whole four actions. That was the extent of the emphasis on it. So now despite that emphasis on the one side, here is saying something ajeeb, ke baaz log dhari mundane wale ko bura bala kehte hai. Sometimes some people start criticizing these people, meaning start rebuking them directly, telling the person something directly about it. Kya kahu kahu saari zindagi ke liye usko dhari se mahroom kar dete hai. Now outwardly it seems that this is a deep statement. Some people now they don't have the understanding and they start talking to such a person directly and telling him things in, the, in regard to him shaving his beard off and uh, rebuking him or saying some harsh things to him. So now Hazrat is expressing his uh, disappointment at this. This sounds completely opposite to the rest of that emphasis. But this is the point that sometimes we don't see what's the underlying motivation for some action of the Ahlullah. So he's saying that, Kya kahu, what can I say? By going about it in this way, many a person is then made mahroom of that beard lifelong. So the whole idea was not that he is being, being, despite his shaving off his beard, being treated well, is that because now there is, that because now there is no concern, or it doesn't matter now, that this person has shaved off his beard. That good treatment was to make him keep his beard. That good treatment was to gradually bring him closer, and make him keep his beard. The incident of Hazrat Mawlana, Ilyas Khandalwi Rahmatullah was mentioned 
many times about one clean shaven person used to come many times to Nizamuddin and sit in his company and spend some time there and then go away and come back and this carried on for a while but this person was clean shaven and for a while this carried on Hazrat didn't say anything to him and when sometime later he felt this person has been coming long enough now he's probably got that munasabat now he's got some muhabbat so now it will be fine so he said one day to him that why so long you coming you yet haven't started keeping your beard and then suddenly the fellow disappeared stopped coming entirely so he got very concerned this person seems to be now not coming one day is gone two days but still not then finally further so long so he realized definitely he is not coming because of what he was told first could have been some other reason but now it has become clear that ever since he stopped coming this is as a result of he didn't feel comfortable about what was told to him so they inquired about his ways days etc and went all the way there found his place and they told him bhai tum aate raho hum tumko kuch nahi karenge you carry on coming my mistake i told you something directly i won't tell you anything like that in future you come and then when he returned the sathis that were there some of them who were close to him he said to them i made a very big mistake a very big mistake was the analogy that he used was kacche tawe par roti rakh di kacche tawe par roti rakh di the tawa that griddle until it's not red hot that roti is not going to get cooked it gets spoiled if it's not red hot it's cold semi hot that roti now will be standing there for a good while and not getting cooked and then it'll get spoiled in the process so it needs to be first red hot now in a minute that roti is done so what the point and the analogy that was being drawn here is that i thought that this person was now ready for my direct advice general advice will carry on so that's the general advice about that beard was in every majlis and there used to be people sitting there who were clean shaven too but now nobody was being addressed face to face directly that in every bayan of others almost these few aspects would come in mashallah on some occasion the aspect of the gaze was his main mazmoon and about the beard etc would come in and there will be many people there but the general mazmoon and that was Hazrat Kamal that in that too he would present it in such a way that it wouldn't be offensive the manner in which he would present it even that person sitting there it became clear that this person didn't take it in a manner that he was being offended it's wrong it's seriously wrong but that too was presented in a way that it shook the heart it made a person start pondering thinking that i need to do something i need to start changing the situation so outwardly it might seem that this was a lack of concern about the situation but he is saying that kya kahu sari zindagi ke liye usko dhari se mahroom kar dete hain that the whole life of this person now they end up sometimes making him mahroom from this from keeping his beard because now he feels that this was an attack on him because of this he shuts up his heart closes up he is not now ready to now accept any more advice which is his his fault it is his deprivation but this is not the way for us to look at it that's his business now he lost out 
No, every loss of a mu'min is our loss. And every gain of a mu'min is our gain. So on that note, whatever can be done to try and help somebody get closer to Allah Ta'ala, for ourselves and for others we have to continue. A Hindu pandit ka larka chhat se gir gaya tha. Hazrat is giving another incident. Hazrat Purpuri rahmatullah alayhi ki akhlaq. A Hindu pandit ka larka chhat se gir gaya. Mere Sheikh Hazrat Purpuri rahmatullah alayhi hospital mein usko dekhne gaye. Aur farmaya ke kafir ki iyadat bhi sunnat hai. Kyunki isse wo islam se qareeb ho jayegi. Ke maulvi sahab ko dekho hum jaysay kafir ke bachche ko dekhne aaye hai. Once one child of a Hindu pundit, so now one is a Hindu, but it's not just any ordinary Hindu too, he was a pundit. So now he is a very staunch Hindu, he is a pundit now, so obviously you can imagine now what must be his condition. But his son fell from the roof and he got injured. So Hazrat went to visit the child in the hospital. And then he said that even to visit a disbeliever, to visit a person who is sick, who even he may be a disbeliever, this too is sunnah. Because Nabi Salaam meant to visit the child of that Yehudi who was sick. On other occasions also, there were some kuffar who were sick, Nabi Salaam meant to visit them. So, this too is sunnah. And one very great benefit will come out of this is, that he'll get closer to Islam. One step closer he'll get at least. So, this is the aspect of akhlaq that it brings people closer to deen. Hamare bare buzruk akhlaq ki bulandiyo ke minar thai. Sab se bari cheez islahe akhlaq hai. So akabir, they were giants in terms of akhlaq. They were great minaras, meaning very highly placed in terms of the akhlaq. This is the greatest thing that a person rectifies his akhlaq. حدیث شریف میں ہے کہ سب سے کامل ایمان اس شخص کا ہے جس کے اخلاق اچھے ہو جبکہ ہمارے ذہنوں میں یہ ہے کہ جو زیادہ عبادت کرتا ہے زیادہ حجر عمرہ کرتا ہے زیادہ تسبیح وظیفے پرتا ہے اس کا ایمان کامل ہے حدیث شریف نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم says that the most perfect ایمان is of that person who has the best اخلاق our minds it comes as that person who is making more nafil more حجر عمرہ more tasbih and wazaif, his iman will be more perfect. Magar sarwar alam sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ka irshad mubarak hai, ke jiske akhlaq achche hote hai, uska iman sab se ziyada ala ul akmal hota hai. But Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's declaration is, that the person who has good akhlaq, his iman is of the highest level and the most perfect. So the whole perfection is being hinged on akhlaq. Ala akhlaq na hone ki wajah se hai, کم گھرانے ہیں جو سکون سے رہتے ہیں ورنہ کہیں شوہر کی طرف سے زیادتی ہے تو کہیں بیگم کی طرف سے زیادتی ہے excess taking place on the side of the husband somewhere there is an excess taking place on the side of the wife جو شوہر کو بے غم نہیں رکھتی کمال ہی سو have a very عجیب way of playing with the words that بے غم in Urdu is بے غم 
وائف از کال بیگم اسے تو شور کو بے غم نہیں رکھتی سو بے غم مینس ود آؤٹ گریف سو شی ڈز الاؤ دا ہسبینڈ ٹو بی ود آؤٹ گریف آل دا ٹائم شی از سینگ اور ڈوئنگ سم تھنگ دس کوزنگ گریف تو اس کا نام تو بیگم ہے مگر اپنے شوہر کو بے غم رکھنا نہیں جانتی شی از نون ایز بیگم بٹ شی ڈز نو ہاؤ ٹو کیپ دا ہسبینڈ بے غم اس لیے آج آپ جو کچھ سنے وہ اپنے بیٹوں بیٹیوں اور بیویوں کو بھی سنائے حضرت شہید حضرت حکیم الامت مجدد الملت مولانا شف علی تھانوی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ نے بیشتی زیور حصہ نمبر چار میں شوہر کے ساتھ نباہ کرنے کا طریقہ میں ٹائٹل آف دا آرٹیکل آف دیٹ سیکشن شوہر کے ساتھ نباہ کرنے کا طریقہ ہاؤ ٹو لو ہسبینڈ ان اے پراپر مینا ان بیشتی زیور ان دیٹ سیکشن حضرت تھانوی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ ہیز ریٹن سرور عالم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے ارشادات تحریر فرمائے ہے کہ عورتوں کو شوہر کے ساتھ کس طرح رہنا چاہے ہاؤ شوڈ اے وائف لو ود ہسبینڈ اگر بیویاں حضور اکرم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے ان ارشادات پر عمل کرے تو شوہر ان پر مہربان ہو جائے گا اف وومن بگن ٹو پریکٹس آن دیز لیسن رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم از گیون دا ہسبینڈ ٹو بیکم ویری کمپیشنیٹ اپن دم ان ارشادات کو بار بار اپنے گھروں میں بھی سنائے ان شاء اللہ تعالیٰ ان کی برکت سے میاں بیوی میں نہایت ہی محبت اور الفت کا تعلق قائم ہو جائے گا محبت اور اخکر کے تین مواعظ ہے خوشگوار اس دیواجی زندگی حقوق النساء اور حقوق الرجال ان کو بھی پڑھیے There are three mawais of Hazrat. These are translated into English as well. The Urdu titles are Khushgawar, Isdivazi, Zindagi, A Happy Married Life, and then Hukukun Nisa, The Rights of Women, and the third one is Hukukun Rijal, The Rights of Husbands. So it says, read this as well. Agar aap chahte hai ki aap ki biwi aap se mohabbat kare, ikram se rahe, shararat na kare, to Khushgawar, Isdivazi, Zindagi, or Hukukun Nisa pariye. اور اس کے ساتھ اس نے اخلاق سے پیش آئے اف یو وش دیٹ یو شوڈ ہیو دیٹ پیس ایٹ ہوم اینڈ ہیو دیٹ ہیپی میرڈ لائف دین ریڈ دیز کتابس اینڈ لرن ہاؤ ٹو لو ود گڈ اخلاق ود یور فیملیز اگر آپ چاہتے ہیں کہ میری بیٹی اپنے شوہر کے حقوق صحیح ادا کرے تو اس کو حقوق الرجال پڑھائے اینڈ اف یو وش دیٹ یور ڈاٹر شوڈ بی فلفلنگ دا رائٹس آف Her husband read to her or make her read Hukukur Rijal so she understands what the rights of the husband are. Hazrat Tanwir Rahmatullahi on an occasion has one of his mulfuzad stated that Miya Bivi ke jagre ye tamam jagro ka murgha hai. میاں بیوی کے جگرے تمام جگروں کا مرغہ ہے مرغہ از اے روسٹر سو دا ادر وے ٹو 
understand it is that this rooster early in the morning starts crowing and wakes the whole neighborhood up. So, when this dispute starts and this fight starts between husband and wife, this becomes the start to everything else. Like that rooster crows and wakes the whole neighborhood up, this wakes up a whole lot of other problems. It's not just something that gets confined to this. One is the odd situation, some ups and downs, which has Ali radiallahu in a little light-hearted way just dismissed it. So that was actually a light-hearted way of dismissing it. That once somebody asked him, oh he said, that, do you know what marriage is all about? And that person said, well, what is it all about? So he said, luzumu maharin, wa sururu shaharin, wa so he rhymed it up, Luzumu Maharin, that you must pay the Mahar, then Sururu Shaharin, one month of honeymoon, and then Gumu Mudaharin, then a lifetime of grief. <laughs> so this was merely a light-hearted dismissal of the minor issues. That carries on in life, nothing to take seriously, and not something to make an issue about. So Mawlana, Abu Bakr Nana Bhai Sahib Rahmatullah Ali Allah Ta'ala Unko Gharik Rahmat Farmaya That was among his malfuzat Mustn't make a tissue Don't make a t- issue over a tissue Tissue is an insignificant thing now Now one tissue fell down somewhere Got lost or something Nobody makes an issue about it But he meant Using it in this kind of context These are small things Trivial things The small trivial things Person shouldn't make it an issue Came and went Forget about it End of the story So Bath ka haas What are you talking about? Did he have the Thanwi Rahmatullah Ali's Malfuz? The Thanwi Rahmatullah Ali's Malfuz ke miya biwi ke jagre tamam jagro ka murga hai. This gives rise and stirs so many things. So what the message in this is and the lesson in it is that it's not that if a person is, for example, sometimes just uh, tolerating some things or dealing with some things in a uh, positive manner despite whatever negativity might have come at that time. So he's just now lowering himself unnecessarily and how long is he going to carry on? No, no, he's not just getting or saving himself from one issue. He is keeping the peace in maybe a dozen things, hundred things. It's not just confined to one thing. Because when this becomes a problem, problem meaning out of that day-to-day small, small issues, when it starts becoming a, an issue in itself, then this gives rise to so many issues. Now the person who is just handling that thing and managing it, he's not just doing something that for that moment, he's handling and managing and he's keeping so many things at bay. So, this is the way that these things need to be dealt with. Susral se nibah karne ka tariqa. جی حضرت حکیم الامت رحمت اللہ علیہ لکھتے ہیں کہ جب تک ساس سسر زندہ ہے 
بہو کو چاہے کہ اپنے ساسر کی خدمت اور تابے داری کو فرض سمجھے اور اس میں اپنی عزت سمجھے ساس نندوں سے الگ ہو کر رہنے کی ہرگز فکر نہ کرے کہ ساس نندوں سے بگاڑ ہونے کی یہی جر ہے خود سوچو کہ بچے کو ماں باپ نے پال پوس کر جوان کیا اب جہاں میاں جوان ہوئے بیوی صاحبہ آتے ہی بڑھے ماں باپ سے الگ ان کو الگ کرنے کی سازش شروع کر دیتی ہے حالانکہ ماں باپ اس امید پر شادی کرتے ہیں کہ ہم بڑھے ہو گئے ہیں بہو آئے گی تو ہمیں ایک گلاس پانی تو دے دے گی کچھ پکا کر کھلائے گی لیکن وہاں معاملہ الٹا ہوتا ہے جب بہو آئی تو ڈولے سے اترتے ہی یہ فکر کرنے لگی کہ میاں آج ہی ماں باپ کو چھوڑ کر چھوڑ دے that this should not be the concern that now how to separate the husband from his parents now and make him exclusive on her end. Obviously that is not the way that this should be dealt with. So in all these things there should be a balance. Hazrat Hamir Rahmatullahi in many malfuzad had sort of emphasized that as far as possible they should have their own living space because especially when whether it was his his statement or somebody else's this particular example he says when the cooking space is the same then the utensils are going to keep clattering the utensils keep clattering there's going to be a lot of noise then so that cooking space has to be different for that piece so basically what it was referring to that there should be a separate living place even if it's in the same space but a separate living quarters where each one is doing their own things so that was a thing that Hazrat used to emphasize very much Hazrat Mufti Farooq Mirti Sahib Rahmatullah has compiled one small kitab where he has more of the malfuzat of many akabir have been recorded there in this regard so that is one aspect but that does not mean that a person should now neglect that khidmat of his parents should not pay attention to those responsibilities that in no way is what is being meant to refer to here ji so then is addressing the wise father that jab tumhara beta jawan hoga tumhari bahu aayegi aur tumhare bete ko tumhara mukhalif banayegi tab pata chalega one day your son will grow up addressing the woman who is saying one day your son will grow up and then one day your daughter will come and when then she starts turning your son against you then you'll get to know how it feels what goes on at that time aaj apne baro ka adab kar lo kal hamari biwiya bhi saas banegi ya nahi phir jitna adab apne saas sasar ka karegi itna hi adab allah taala unki bahu se karayega this is a specific address but it's a very very general principle they're saying that today respect your elders Yeah, in this context, I was referring to elders, referring to the parents, in-laws. Respect them and do what you can to keep them happy, comfortable. Tomorrow when you are in the same position, you have others now, you have your daughter-in-law, son-in-law now. So how you've treated those above you, you'll get treated by those below you. The kind of treatment you gave to those above you, that's how you're going to get treated also. اتنا ہی ادب پھر جتنا ادب اپنے ساس سسر کا کرے گی اتنا ہی ادب اللہ تعالیٰ ان کی بہو سے کرائے گا ہاؤ مچ سمبڈی 
respected their in-laws, Allah Ta'ala will make their daughter-in-law someday to respect them in that manner. یہ بات حدیث سے ثابت ہے اور راوی بھی حضرت انس رضی اللہ عنہ ہے کہ جو اپنے بڑے برہوں کی عزت کرے گا اللہ تعالیٰ اس کے چھوٹوں سے اس کو عزت دلائیں گے Somebody has dealt with people because of their old age, with respect, with ikram, with tolerance. So one day they're going to get there as well. But because they respected that person because of his age, Allah Ta'ala make people respect them because of their age now. You made ikram of somebody that this person now is battling to even do this little small task but because of his age now so let me help him that day will come when he will need that help Allah Ta'ala will put people to do that for him so Allah Ta'ala's nizam so everything doesn't happen in one moment the good that a person does the return of it dunya it doesn't just come always overnight but that's the nizam of Allah Ta'ala this hadith sharif is highlighting it that this will happen Allah Ta'ala has made that promise that this will happen but be done for Allah Ta'ala nevertheless جو جوانی میں اپنے بروں کی عزت کرتا ہے جب یہ جوان بڑھا ہوگا اور اس کے چھوٹے جوان ہوں گے تو وہ اس کا عدب کریں گے کیونکہ اس نے اپنے بروں کا عدب کیا تھا بروں کا عدب کرنے پر دو انعامات کی بشارت person who respects his elders the glad tidings have been given two rewards, two bounties. Muhaddithin likhte hai ke bare burho ka adab karne par do inaam milte hai. Number ek, zindagi bar jayegi. Person respects his elders. Muhaddithin write in the light of ahadith what he understood is, one is there be barkat in his life. Ke jab ye buddha hoga, tab uske chote uska adab karenge. To huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ki basharat mein ye ilm maujood hai ke ye burha hoga. What was mentioned earlier in the Hadith Sharif, that, that person who in his young time, he respects and serves some elderly person because of his age. Now that's purely on the basis of the person being elderly. He might not even be any relative. He might be nobody known to one. He's somebody stranger, but now he saw an elderly person, so he decided to just be of some help to him. And sometimes it is really a very simple thing for somebody else of younger age but for an elderly person that becomes like a mountainous task like climbing a mountain but at that moment he doesn't make it too obvious that how he's battling to try and get this one small thing done but at that moment somebody takes note he may not want to just make it known at that time that this small simple task which nobody will give a second thought to has become a huge effort for him. At that moment, in that moment, somebody now comes forth and he offers that help. So, he didn't even think much about it because the task was so simple. The task was so small, he didn't even necessarily think that this person was battling so much with it. 
But for the person who was battling, what a relief that becomes. Because that for him was like climbing a mountain. So that relief, only he knows what he is feeling. Because for us now, a person for example wanted to, just one small thing, it might even have been, for example, person wanted to carry some glass of water to his bedside. Now from that sink to his bedside, but the person Bichara is elderly, sick, he might have got maybe some disease, maybe Parkinson's or something, some people Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Now for him that small walk to that bedside is a major challenge. You know, where this will fall, if the glass falls, it will break just now, now that tension in his head and mind, and now every step is like a, almost now hoping the stiyamat doesn't happen. And now in that moment somebody just came and took that glass of water and passed it on to his bedside. Now for the person who did it, it didn't cross his mind because it was nothing, it was a small thing, it was no real effort, no time, nothing. It took him 10 seconds to pick it up from this person's hand and go and put it there. But for him what a relief this was. For him this was a very, very great relief. So that relief brings a certain feeling in the heart. It might be that he at that moment might consciously even make some dua also. He might even just say that Jazakallah too. It's possible in his tension he might not even say it too. Because sometimes in that moment person just doesn't focus properly. So he might have forgotten or didn't say it. But there's a feeling that comes in the heart, that relief. And that relief brings some positivity towards the person who brought the relief. That too is a dua. Now these things carry a person way ahead. In that moment, takes a person very far, that feeling of that heart. And those duas at that moment. In the last suffer of that Umrah, when Hazrat Mawani Prahmadali passed away, there was one alim from England who had come to Sadafiya many times and Hazrat was here on Asif Sahib. So I met him in Madinah Sharif after that. He was telling me in that few days or two days in fact before the Ma passed away. I had heard this from Ma myself many times, at least a few times. But he coincidentally had, sitting in the Haram Sharif in Makkah Sharif, they were sitting on one side on the top somewhere. And uh, he is a very jolly person also and he will take the liberty to sometimes ask things which some others might not be too uh, ready to ask or may not so easily ask. So he says they were sitting there in the, after Isha or something in Haram Sharif, so about a day or two before the Papa passed away. So he said, I asked him, but how you just suddenly flew up there? <laughs> <laughs> what brought this suddenly out of the blue you just so he says out of his tawazu he said hum kya wagara he said look Allah talas fazal Allah's karam he sees there were one or two opportunities incidents which Allah talas made it possible for me which I think became the apparent sabab out of those Incidents, one particular incident that happened on one of the occasions, some years, some years, some years prior to that, many in fact, I think this was Kim uh, was much well at the time, so he had his stroke, so it was before that stroke took place, so the temperature was much better, so it must have been almost 10 12 years before the passed away. 
So he was in Medina Sharif, and from Medina Sharif, Hazrat was going to now leave for Jeddah, and probably after spending one two days from there, he was going to return to Karachi. The Ma was also there in Medina Sharif. The Ma's uh, safar was going to be a bit later. He was going to have flight out of Medina Sharif after a few days later. So some mehman had come from Karachi. Might have been somebody known to us, close to him, etc. And uh, some, like a briefcase of his, he had asked us if please, if somebody could take it along to Jeddah or to Karachi, Allah knows. But he was somebody of maybe very close to us or whatever, so Hazrat accepted, don't worry, we'll do it, we'll, we'll take care of it. Whatever his need was, he was going in some other direction. So that briefcase was given to somebody to now make sure that this gets loaded with the luggage and gets to the destination in Jiddah. So in any case, when they got to Jiddah, now they offloaded all the luggage and everything came in and now they're looking, where's the briefcase? To take it and put it aside. So now that person who was entrusted with that responsibility, he got a ghabrat now and he's thinking now, where did I put that briefcase? And then he realized and remembered that just in that one moment, there was something in the reception of that hotel as they were checking out, he had to quickly do something, so he kept that briefcase by the reception or somewhere by the, some place there. Went to do that job and in the meantime others had already uh, started leaving or jumping into the cars. He just quickly came and jumped into the car, he forgot it in that reception. Now Hazrat became very upset as well, somebody's amanat. And he became very concerned now, Allah forbid this gets lost, what will be the case? So they knew the Mawlana is still there, so immediately somebody phoned, please if you could go to that hotel and just look for this briefcase got left behind. Ma immediately went and Hamdulillah was there, he found it. Whatever markings were there, etc., the name might have been written on it. So he found it, so he immediately phoned to say, Hamdulillah got it. So they told him, okay, somebody is coming tomorrow. So and so person, whoever is still there in Madinah Sharif, he's coming tomorrow. So uh, try and contact him, we'll send you the number, etc., and ask him to please bring it. I said, okay, very well. Now he's got the briefcase with him. So he says that he thought to himself that now Hazrat will still be in a state of Parashani that now this was somebody's amanat and got left behind, though now it has been found, but now somebody else is going to bring it, he'll come with it tomorrow, hope nothing else happens now on the way, something else doesn't get left behind. So he decided that I need to cut this short, this Parashani need to reduce this now. So at that time he says that even his funds had almost dried up now, because one, two days they left to, well, the place he was living in was already now paid for when he checked in so now that was all taken care of but the spending money was now already drying up there was just enough money to buy one bus ticket to come to Jinda and back so he immediately told his family that look I need to go and drop this off in Jinda Madhira Sharif took a bus immediately and came all the way to Jinda had inquired beforehand about the address etc of the place where it was stationed and without mentioning anything to anybody, he didn't even inform them that I'm coming. So by the time he got there, now by bus he left, so it took five, six hours. It was late in the evening. So finally when the taxi got to that house, found the house, he knocked on the door, the host came and he saw him. So he went inside to took him to the camera. He said, Ma, you know stop receive like I said, Ma, Yunus, Ma, Sabto is in Madinah Sharif. He says, no, he's come here. He said, how he came here? 